0: Welcome to episode twenty-nine of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay and Randy Cash over there. Hey, hey, Randy Cash over 29. there. Twenty-nine. I know, right? Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, that's nice.
0: I know. Sweet. Hey, after we hit the six-month mark, I feel like all right. Now we're just like we're just going. We're yep. just going for it. Yup. Kind of awesome though. It's
1: pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm digging it. That's nice.
0: And actually, okay. So it's, it's episode 29 of the podcast. This past Monday was actually a year since I've been doing the weekly blog. I can almost hardly wow. believe that because I feel like in some ways I just started doing that, but then like I go back and look at it and I'm like, you know, I have made some progress in the last year, like definitely have grown and developed my skills and sort of gotten better at the whole blog thing. It's not as easy like as I thought it would be, but like I've gotten better at it, I think like I figured out ways to like work. What is it like work smarter, not harder? Yeah. Like at first, I think I was trying to like recreate or create too much stuff. It was just it was kind of overwhelming now I'm like, okay, I got like a streamline, like, okay, we're like, we're on, we're in a groove. Yeah, kind of like this, we're in a groove.
1: You got to maintain some consistency with that, I would imagine. Yeah.
0: hmm And it was, you know, we changed the day of it a couple of times. Like, at first it was like, okay, we're going to do them on Thursdays. Then it was like, okay, Fridays. It was like, you know, Monday probably works best. So it took a little bit to figure out, and then... Once we got consistent with the whole Monday thing, um, it just kind of started flowing better. And so now we've got like blog on Monday, podcast on Thursday. It all works. It just kind of flows in there. Flows. It does, it flows. You having a good day?
1: I'm having a great day. How are you? It's a year older self.
0: I am. It's my whole year older self. I'm doing good. You know, 36 looks a lot different. No, I'm just kidding.
1: It does, man.
0: No. It is. Like I said, like I was saying last week. I really do. I, I I like the whole like process of of aging gracefully. That's what I that's how I that is how I choose to view it. And I had a lot of fun kind of celebrating my whole birthday weekend. So good. I like it when my birthday falls on a Friday. Then I feel like I get right. to celebrate like the whole weekend birthday time.
1: Birthday time. It
0: is. It's birthday time. Um, so yeah, so. I guess we can so. just jump into some stuff. Um, We were able to finally get you to take the Four Tendencies quiz. Yes. Which is kind of cool. If you have not been following along every week with the podcast, basically, the Four Tendencies is a framework to view personality types of how we handle expectations, both internal and external expectations. Mm-hmm. And there is a relatively short... I mean, it didn't take that long. How long would you say? Maybe 10 minutes or so to go through? If that... Yeah, it's a short um, free quiz that you can take on Gretchen Rubin's uh, website to kind of figure out what tendency you are. Now, keep in mind, there is no right or wrong, and we all have elements of all of them, but we have like a main driving force. And mm-hmm. so it's not altogether surprising, but you actually came back as the rebel. Did I? <laughs> You did. Is that really Uh, surprising to you, though? uh,
1: No, not really.
0: The number of times I get a text from Randy that's like, can I just do what I want when I want? Like, which is exactly how, like, the rebel mentality goes through the world. Yep. It's not that you don't have the ability to meet expectations or that you aren't able, like, that you aren't capable of it because you do all the time. But the rebel personality says, I would really like to bind myself as little as possible, especially in advance. You know, Mm -hmm. I just kind of want to spontaneously go through my life, not feeling like I've got the next six years planned out to the T. Like, I'd like to Mm -hmm. just be able to let things flow and develop. The one key about a rebel is that if you are someone that that has this personality type, you might find it really difficult to maintain your motivation to do things if someone else is kind of like poking at you and expecting you to do it.
1: Yeah, I would somewhat agree with that.
0: Yeah, like the more nagging that someone is to you about it, the more you might push back oh, and sort absolutely. of be like, well, now that you want me to, I'm going to sit here and not. Exactly. Not saying we should give in to that all the time, but it, it could be just sort of an interesting way to think about it. Now, it's important to remember. That the rebel personality, which kind of resists expectations, both internal and external, is going to share some overlapping qualities with what is known as the obliger, which is the people pleaser, which you kind of said as we were going through it, that there is a part of you that wants, like, if you do make an expectation, you meet it because you don't want to let somebody down or hurt their feelings or whatever, and you do want to kind of please them. There's also the questioner part of you that's going to go, well... Okay, but why are we doing it that way? Like, can't we just do it this other way? Like, isn't there a better way to do this? Right. And so that's how, like, the I do it my way, but I question it kind of comes into play. So it's important sometimes, I feel like, to understand how you show up in this way. Because then it gives you an end, like kind of a, a roadmap to follow of, well, how is that going to show up in a relationship? How is that going to show up in a friendship? How is that going to show up, you know, in like a, you know, parent-child dynamic? There's a lot of ways that this can show up. One of the things that happens a lot is, let's say someone has the rebel personality personality. And they think back on their childhood or just, you know, parts of their development and they go, you know, I definitely can see that because anytime someone would try and like tell me what rule to follow or like try to enforce it and just like make me do it, almost like the harder I would rebel against it Mm -hmm. because I just wanted to do it my way. It's not even that they didn't have a good point or that they had nothing of value to offer but I just I wanted to do it my way. I didn't want to have to be like beholden to somebody else's standard. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and, and it's it's a, a really interesting framework. I, I like the fact that it's based in like psychological, you know, groundedness and that it it really does a lot to just give like an overview of how you show up in the world.
1: Yeah, I definitely am the rebel for sure. But I do <laughs> skew into the other areas as well. Definitely, sure. mm-hmm. I, I do find myself. Doing things to please people sometimes. Yeah.
0: But then like you had said as we were going through it, and this is why I like being able to sort of consult with someone on it and not just be like, here, take this and go think about it yourself, is that, you know, you're like, part of the reason I don't bind myself by giving a lot of, you know, commitments to things or saying, you know, like there's a lot of expectations riding like on you is because you you don't want to let someone down. Right. And I think that's how like the rebel and the obliger, which is the person that's like the people pleaser, that's how they kind of come together, where it's like you're not wanting to let someone down. So rather than make the expectation kind of setting it, knowing that there's a possibility you could let Mm -hmm. someone down, you might just resist it altogether and just be like, no, I'm not going to commit to that because then there's no chance of me letting someone down. Right. So it's important, I think, to know like all of these frameworks, be it the love languages that I talk about a lot, the four tendencies, um, like the four agreements that I've been talking about, which we'll come back to that in a second. But, you know, all of these different things, they all work together as a big toolbox to understand yourself better. It's like developing a roadmap of who you are.
1: Yeah, you have to understand yourself. It's a long journey, man. And it is. Ugh. It's painful and ugly sometimes, but it's worth it. It doesn't
0: have to be painful and ugly, Uh, but I hear you.
1: Define yourself, absolutely. It's got to be a little painful and a little ugly, I think. Maybe a little To really see yourself on the inside as who, all of it, you have Mm -hmm. to... T- I think, anyway, maybe that's just the route that I took. But, yeah, you have to well, take a look at all of Well, I do think it requires,
0: it. Like, a, like, vulnerability, authenticity, yeah. really being open, direct, and honest. And I think the honesty component is the big key. Because if you can't be honest yeah. with yourself, that's a problem, right? We want to work on that. It doesn't mean that it can't be overcome, though. I mean, I really don't feel... Like, we are ever stuck with just, like, what we are. Like, okay, right. well, that's who I am. Oh, no, well, right. you know, I think I told you after we did the the Love Languages show, well, we've done a few, but the most recent one we did, someone reached out and said, well, I don't know, I have a problem with the Love Languages because I feel like, you know, my partner doesn't try to give to me in the way that, that I... Best receive love. And so I almost feel like bitter or resentful about the love languages. And and as the therapist coach person, I'm over here going, you know, that might be something worth leaning into with curiosity. Like instead of saying, oh, I don't like those because that doesn't serve me. Is there a way to use it as a part of, you know, how to have a conversation? Maybe that's a time where someone could use the relationship guide to go, OK, right. my love languages are not being met. Is there a way I can brainstorm what I want to say about that and then schedule a time to talk to my significant other so that I can really give them some insight into what it's like for me to not be like fed in that way for my love language to not be met?
1: Yeah, that's people just can't read minds.
0: They can't read minds. And it's also not okay for the person who says, well, that's not my love language. So I'm not going to give to you in that way. That's not a really that's not where that conversation should end, which is why I think it's helpful to not just have one framework. So maybe if we look at the love languages and what that is, and then maybe we look at the tendencies. And if we find out that that person has a rebel personality, then maybe that's part of why they're struggling to meet Those expectations, because it's not that they want to make their partner feel unloved, but they kind of feel pressured, like, I don't want to feel pressured to show you, I just want to show you, or I just want you to see it, you know, or whatever. So this is where it all, like, it all comes together and overlaps. This is why my Relationship Reset Workshop, this is one of the things that we spend a good bit of time on, is learning how to view the different, like, kind of ways that you show up Mm -hmm. so that you can live authentically and vulnerably in a relationship that works for both people.
1: I don't disagree.
0: You don't disagree?
1: No, I don't.
0: I can also see, though, how the rebel personality has a lot of really good, helpful qualities. Like, I think about the fact that, like, okay— how many people wake up and say, you know, I really think I'd like to do some, you know, some stand-up comedy and go do it? I'm going to do it because that's kind of out of the norm. It's not really the thing that every single person wakes up and thinks to themselves, and you do it your own mm-hmm.
1: way. Sorry, got a little dry of the throat every We're second. You're having some I was
0: having, issues. He's like, I was he's falling speaking. apart.
1: <laughs> I, was like, I couldn't get that out a minute ago. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I was having trouble speaking. My throat got. Loaded, Cash either. having
0: problems. Yeah, no, but you get what I'm saying, though. I it's do, sort absolutely. of like you you do have that. I'm going to do what I want to do the way I want to mm-hmm. do it, and if it doesn't make sense to someone else, that's not really my worry. That's, that's it's like I'm going to do it my way. You know, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I've always just been on my own, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't like a, a baby living on the streets no. by myself. But I, <laughs> I mean, didn't think that's what you meant. I was, you know, I've always just. Been me, you know, yeah, taking care of me. When I had my mom and my grandma were great, don't get me wrong, it's yeah, yeah. not that, but mm, it was pretty much always just me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had my brothers, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, you just kind of like not
1: making sense, but it makes sense. No, here's me. a great
0: way to make it make sense. So, um, it will be like a little bit like behind the scenes, right? So One of the funniest things ever, I'll tell a Randy Cash story, is that, I don't know, like, from the very beginning of me meeting you, we've gone to a lot of, like, concerts and events and stuff like that together. Mm -hmm. And on every, almost every one of them, I have to, like, paint the picture. Because Randy, like, if you saw him in public, you may very well think that he's in, like, a rock band. And he has been in a rock band, so it it kind of makes sense, right? Like, that that's why you look the way that you do, right? But that being said, we would go places, and he would always find a way to just, like, act like he owned the place and go backstage like didn't matter what the yeah. event was and so now every now and then i'll get a text hey i was at a such and such concert i went backstage and it just kind of acted like i was supposed to be Man. there nobody questioned it
1: that's but part a lot, of it
0: but a lot of people don't have that that's why it's kind of like there's there's funny little like nuancey things about each of these types and it's also you know a, like a way that you express yourself like not like you're doing anything wrong I do anything bad.
1: Sometimes breaking the rules is fun.
0: And see, that's another rebel characteristic: yeah. is that you know, sometimes do I do fun. I always follow the rules, or is it fun sometimes to not? And so, whereas you fall on the rebel category, I fall in the upholder category, which is almost like directly opposite of one another. Which is probably why there's that part of my brain that's like, oh my god, are we going to get in trouble? But okay, mm-hmm. he's doing it, so I'll just follow him. And yeah, is he's that-
1: old; he knows what he's doing. <laughs> think that <laughs> but, he'll get in trouble
0: well or it's sort of like you know that like sometimes it's good to have people in your life that aren't exactly like you in every mm-hmm. way because they can sort of give you a different perspective on the world yeah or even encourage you sometimes to live outside of that box of convention and rules and upholding the you know the right thing all the right. time because that's a little subjective and can be a little rigid i, I know i can yeah. be rigid so it's good. It's like, Me that. Too. that's why it balances. But it is, it, it's fun, I feel, to kind of go through the different ways that we show up in the world to just have an understanding of why we are the way that we are. Because yeah. there's reasons. Mm-hmm. And if we can understand them and you have the roadmap to follow, well, then you're going to be a lot better served in relationships, both romantic and platonic, where you're able to let people know, well, this is who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. or maybe you have people that can keep you accountable or check in with you and be like, okay, well, I know that's kind of like how you show up in the world, but Mm -hmm. is there possibly a different way to, you know, address the same thing?
1: Yeah, take some time to learn. I Like I was saying before, I was telling you a story before on the air. Uh, like I would always, as a younger person, I did what I want. Yeah. I, if you didn't like it, tough. Oh, well. I don't yeah. care. Now I'm a lot more conscious about other people's feelings yeah. and, you know, their time and things mm-hmm. like that, that quite frankly, when I was a young man, I couldn't care less about. Yeah. But it, I've grown to be a lot better with it now.
0: But it like so, no, n- now knowing that, does it make sense to you that this like rebel personality yeah. is kind of in like it's intrinsically in there, right? And yeah. you've had to work to maybe not let it be, you know, well, let me just do what I want when I want and who cares what happens to everybody else. You've kind of softened that a bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because like first I got to know myself mm-hmm. and I started to become honest with myself. Yep about what I was doing and why I was doing it yeah. and then I I don't know one day thought you know hey man maybe I should take into account other people's yeah. feelings and that they have set time aside they're sitting around waiting for me and I just can't be bothered because I'm doing what I want you know, there's a way to do that and mm-hmm. you know kind of Mm-hmm. Take other people's feelings into consideration as it's well. It's all
0: about balance, mm. man. It is. It's all about balance. But I do. I think what you're describing is also the the um, ability to have empathy, mm. to say, OK, just because I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. There's some other people that might be dependent on me, and so I mm. need to tap into that part of myself that really does want to be good to others, and you know, take care of my stuff. You know, yeah,
1: I'm and it a takes lot some more time to learn that. I'm a lot more sober now too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that also helps yes, a lot. But to be honest, I think that can have a lot to do. You know, like the use of things that are kind of considered like illicit substances or sure. whatever. Um, could actually have a lot to do with the rebel mentality also. The kind of yeah. like, well, I don't care if this is what we're supposed to do or not. I want to, therefore I'm going to.
1: I... Don't mean to interrupt those things, I believe, are a byproduct I got into because of my rebel personality.
0: Possibly. Yeah. Definitely. Kind of feeling like a reaction to the world or reaction to your environment or a reaction to a situation that, you know, oh, well, if this doesn't serve me, I'm going to go do something that Mm -hmm. makes me happy. Or even if it's just a temporary escape from reality. Right. It's a way to get out of, you know, kind of that like Grind, so to speak, and I think that's another part of the the process of self discovery and self awareness and, and you know, mm-hmm. self development is learning how to you know kind of call yourself on your stuff and be like, okay, so do I really want to do something just for the sake of rebelling, or do I want to give myself a chance to think of a new way, yeah. or to to imagine a new way of being or living or existing?
1: Now it's like you know why do I rebel against this you know i yeah and now the when i was younger it it was a lot more powerful and profound you know Mm -hmm. and now eh, it's still there but Mm -hmm. uh, what i i I found i can take a different route being whom i want to be and doing what Mm -hmm. i want to do yeah, I just do it in a different way now.
0: Right. I think it's like if we can. And, and that's why I'm I'm such a big believer in learning these tools, because I think the more that we can, you know, just have a fuller understanding of who we are. You know, mm-hmm. the minute that I that I took the quiz and I realized that I'm an upholder. Let me go through them real quick. So there's the upholder that says I try to meet external and internal expectations. There is the obliger that says, I definitely have internal expectations, but I'm more likely to meet the external ones before the internal ones. There's the rebel that kind of resists expectations and does things in their own manner. And then there's the obliger, which is the... um Oh, excuse me, the questioner. Me. Yeah. So there's the upholder, the obliger, the rebel, and the questioner. And the questioner says, yes, I am going to meet expectations, but I'm going to ask a lot of questions before I actually meet an expectation. And I'm going to make sure what I am going after makes sense. I understand it. I have the, you know, beginning, middle, and end of the scenario, so mm-hmm. to speak. And, All of these have, you know, strengths and all of these have some, you know, potential weaknesses that we can learn to kind of overcome or, you know, kind of channel in a different way. So for me, the the upholder part of me wants to meet everybody else's expectations and my own expectations. And so what tends to happen is that there's this struggle at times of like, if I overextend myself, I feel like I'm going in too many directions And then I don't have enough energy left to kind of take care of my stuff. Mm -hmm. And that feels like an imbalance. And so then that's likely to make me almost want to shut down because it feels overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know? Or I think we talked a couple weeks ago about that part of me that, you know, worries. Like if somebody goes, Hey, can we talk? Or, Hey, do you have a second? And I think people are mad at me. It's because I never want to let anybody down. If Mm -hmm. there is an expectation that someone has, like of me or for me, I want to meet that, even if it is sort of not healthy for me to try and meet every single Mm -hmm. expectation. because at some point I have to go, okay, maybe I can't meet that one and that's okay. But that's hard for me because that part of my brain is really active that says I want to meet them all. Everything. I want everyone to like me. I want to do everything everybody asked me to do. And I just want it to all be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's great. when it works but when it doesn't and it just shuts me down from overwhelm that's not so great so this is where i have to tap into the part of me that says it's okay to sometimes push back and have a boundary right and then we bring Mm -hmm. the boundaries into the whole thing see how this is all layered it is i feel like we're jumping around but not because i think it's all connected
1: it is all intertwined it is all a process big web
0: right See, and I had like three other things I wanted to talk about, but we just like went down this path. But I'm okay with that because I like this. I like the show to be able to go in a direction of helpfulness and to try and, you know, maybe we beat certain things to death. But at the same time, I feel like the more we give the message, the more likely it is for someone out there to hear it and go, you know, that makes a little bit of sense. Maybe I can apply that to my life and it'll help me kind of get things on track or maybe back on track. Hopefully. That's my hope. It's the intention. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been using the relationship communication guide?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know this thing, but I co-wrote this. You just don't know it.
0: You co-wrote it? I just <laughs> don't know it? I got to give you like a byline in there? Yeah,
1: man. I didn't see my name as a contributor on oh, this anywhere. Oh, my goodness.
0: Anywhere. He co-wrote it? You're hilarious. I <laughs> did
1: nothing to this. I <laughs> read it, dude.
0: Good. Okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't contribute. I'm just playing.
0: You're hilarious. Just, don't
1: want anybody out there to think that yeah, I was just playing. I did not contribute to that in any way. This is one hundred percent Lindsay's deal.
0: <laughs> I think it'll be all right. Even if you, you know, take credit for it. I think people might be like, Did he really write this? I don't know about that. Don't know better. I don't know about that. Yep.
1: There's no nonsense in there. He couldn't have wrote. There's that. no
0: nonsense. Speaking of nonsense, does your uh your show tonight, is that when it starts?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm at Back Door Comedy Club okay. in O'Fallon, Missouri. You're that out kind of closer to where I am. Yeah, and, um, so, yeah, the, uh, March, uh, Damn it! I can't see without my glasses. Lens. Isn't Holy it five, cow. six, and seven? So it's today, yeah, tomorrow, sorry. and the
0: next day. Yes,
1: five, okay. six, and seven. I just can't see without my glasses.
0: You're hilarious. Um, okay. Well, I don't. I, tonight I have clients, and then tomorrow night I have radio. I don't know. I have to see if I can make it out there.
1: Yeah, that's all. good. You're out of my direction, but it's there. like if
0: I'm all if I'm all tied up, I can't make it.
1: No, actually can, I, have, I actually have new jokes? So you, you know. have
0: new jokes. Okay, From good. From when you
1: saw me last time, I have new jokes.
0: That's right. Okay. The deal mm-hmm. i have to say it was kind of funny um last <laughs> time there were some jokes he had and um like i don't know if it didn't get a groan exactly but it was one of those like okay there's the line and he just like went right on oh, past right it over. and um and i think it's funny because that that's also probably yep. the rebel part of you that shows up it's just like yep. i'm gonna say stuff i did if i think it's funny i'm gonna say it
1: uh, that's funny i was talking about one of the comics on that show a couple weeks ago and we were talking about that and he was like man you had a brilliant set and there was this I was like, yeah, but I lost him for a second. And he's like, yeah, it was just for a split second. Yeah. And it was when you said the word, and it was the word that starts with the letter P. Yes. Describes- mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh that was it. It
0: did. I, it's like got it got, fell like, flat, right? But yeah. But he was like,
1: dude, you pulled them back in immediately you did. It was a great recovery. Right. But, yeah, but that's an example
0: of you toe on that line, you yeah, know, where it's like a lot of people are not going to get up on stage and kind of even take that risk and you're like, hey, I'm going to do it. Here we go. It wasn't something
1: it it, it is part of the bit, but it, I had cut it out and I uh I did it down the street at a different club in O'Fallon. I was like, "Yeah, why not? I'm just going to do it." And
0: yeah. See what happens. You never know.
1: I should have stuck with my initial of that's like hilarious. don't say it, but that's all good. Thank you at our cash comedy is where you can get me on Instagram. On
0: thanks. the Instagrams, okay. Well, if you want to follow along with all of the things I've got going on, as well as ways that you can um you know, sign up for workshops that I have planned, or you know, work with me one on one, get the relationship communication guide, all of that stuff, go to lindseywalden dot com and you can find all of those things as well as the weekly blog and um the past episodes of the podcast on Facebook. You can find me at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden and on Pinterest, it's at therapy thoughts. I do hope you are living your best life and we will be back next week.